Shout out to all my agents out there. How y'all doing? Hey y'all, welcome back to Rachel Profiling. It's been a minute. I don't know if this is gonna be the first or the second episode of this month, but hey, happy API month. Shout out to all my agents out there. How y'all doing? Today, the sun is finally out in Boston, which was so nice, because I was starting a little, look a little too much cock and not enough Asian, which was a whole thing. I tweeted that today. <laughs> I was really, really proud of that tweet. Anyways, uh, today is also just a great day because I have two of my friends here from Houston. Woo! What's the deal about that? Okay, I'm going to have them introduce themselves a little bit, but I have Alex and Vivian with me. Y'all want to say hi? Yeah, hello. Slay. <laughs> yeah, hi. <laughs> Hi, uh, I'm Alex Wynn. I'm from Houston. I am a Texas A&M alumni. Giggums. Yeah, giggum. <laughs> yeah, and I'm Vivian. I'm currently a junior mechanical engineering major at the University of Texas in Austin. Big brain shit. Yes. <laughs> oh, come on, UT versus A&M. Referee. <laughs> so y'all are just coming through New England today because um, you've been in Rhode Island for a bit, right? Yeah. For your job, Vivian. Yes, yeah. yeah. So I'm currently doing a co-op right now, and that's basically like a semester-long internship. Um, so I'm working at Hasbro as an engineer, so that's fun, working engineering for toys. Come on, women in STEM. Yeah, yes. yeah. So like my whole internship has been like remote and online, which is like okay for being back home, you know, but I really wanted to go see the office. So I was like, I'm going to fly in for a week and just work in person to see it's like if it's what I want to do after I graduate, mm-hmm. and I love it, so... Yeah, Yay! Yeah. So are you thinking about going there afterwards? Oh yeah, for sure. Well, that's a big question. But okay, cool. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so they were in Rhode Island for a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. The new home of Pretty Boy Worldwide, who you all know. The reason I love having like <laughs> all of our friends from home on and just having like all our friends on in general is because then it kind of becomes like we're like a little cast. Oh yeah. Which is just like <laughs> I guess that's just like living life. But then I can like reference people and then it'll be like a deep cut. Kids, like, if you listen to that episode, you know who that is and all this. Yeah. Um, so it's a fun weekend because then I don't know. If, I don't think I've had I've had Hinman on here. We have there's like there's like five Jacksons growing up. But Jackson Hinman <laughs> is coming by tomorrow with TJ. Everyone's just coming through Boston. We love yeah. to see it. What did y'all end up doing today in Boston? Today we were just exploring really just the area around here. Uh, not necessarily downtown Boston, but uh, what is this? this Along the Charles. Back Bay. Yeah, Back, Back Bay, Bay is yeah. just really around this area. Charles River. Oh my god, the weather was so nice. And yeah. just walking around that river and stuff was just a pretty good walk. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's my first time in Northeast, so it's so pretty here. I love all the buildings, definitely. Very, it feels different from Austin. Yeah, like I kind of like it a little bit better. Really? I mean, I've been in Austin for like mm-hmm. a while now, so it's getting. Yeah getting like old news to me so i'm just like this is all fresh mm-hmm. and fun are y'all like traveling people do you like to travel a lot or are you more homebodies this is our first time ever traveling or yeah yeah, yeah like traveling out, uh, yeah. out of state together oh cute yeah. oh my yeah. god fun yeah. big steps yeah it's big house how long y'all been together almost two years almost now. two years oh my gosh. yeah yeah because yeah. i've known you both separately for like what like six or seven years yeah, we've known each other since like middle school yeah days, yeah I feel like you and I, Alex, you and I have just been, like, running circles around each other for the past few years. Yeah, we always have, friends like, of a friend kind of deal. Yes, mm-hmm. we've always had, like, been really close with mutual friends. 
Um, and then I ended up staying at your house that one time yeah. <laughs> and watching your dog. Dog sitting, yeah. Yeah, because I always stayed at the Killebrews. Not to dox everyone, but we're all neighbors. We all live in the same neighborhood. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, well, this is going to be so fun. So we are going to talk today about when did you see everything everywhere all at once? We definitely didn't see it the day of. It, it was, like, it was kind it of been like two weeks, I think. Yeah, I think so, yeah. I think yeah. I also saw it a good, weeks, good yeah. two and a half weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, let me give you a little preface. All three of us in this room are Asian, and we all grew up in, like, the same, like, socioeconomic climate. I feel like that is a big content. Like, we grew up in some, we're pretty, a white area. But, um, yeah. but honestly, like, that's, I was telling you earlier, it's like, Boston is, like, it makes Houston look diverse, which I think is wild. Um, I don't know if you've picked up on it just walking around, but, um, no hate, but, like, everyone's white as hell here. Especially if you're by, like, a, a, a Red Sox game. Oh. It's scary behavior. It's scary <laughs> yeah. behavior. Yeah. Um, which is not, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with, um, I don't know, this is gonna sound bad. But you know what? <laughs> Fuck it. It's a piano. There's nothing wrong with being, like, white. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> Let's the audience. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's just, it's very much, like, um... I think part. I think everyone goes to like this huge realization, or at least for me personally, and some of my friends who I've talked to is like, you go through a whole realization of coming to terms with your Asianness mm-hmm. and actually genuinely appreciating it. Because yeah. for so long, I resented that shit, especially because I went to Dory. I was like, wow, I want to be a Glenlock girl so bad. <laughs> I want to wear Vera Bradley, and I would like turn the saturation down in my photos and shit. Which and now I look back, and I'm like, I feel so bad for her. But mm-hmm. it was so nice that seeing like everyone's been talking recently about how. A lot. There's been a lot more representation in yeah, Hollywood sure. in like traditional media, and I didn't realize how monumental that was until like I'm in the movie theater and I'm like smiling the whole time because I'm like, holy shit, they actually look like me. I'm not yeah. having to pull straws and be like, well, like Mulan is Asian, I think. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, I'm like Moana. Um, that's just like the the situation being like racially ambiguous too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, what do you think about everything, everywhere, all at once? Where do I begin? Uh, yeah. That movie just hit different, especially with the the theme of, of I think, you know, the any theme, I don't think it's, well, it might be a spoiler, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, parent. we can talk spoilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Spoiler warning. Spoiler, spoiler, <laughs> yeah. spoiler alert. Uh, the just parents forgiving and, like, seeing what their actions, even though, you know, they've been through shit, especially uh, immigrant families, mm-hmm. you know, they've gone through the troubles, but they knowing all the stuff that they've done uh, they've been through they don't have to push the same struggles onto their kids kind of deal like generational trauma yeah Yeah. correct yeah um so seeing that i mean there were sad parts i was like you know it was it's gonna make me tear but i can hold it in (laughs) at the time when she was like apologizing to her daughter type deal i I just uncontrolling yeah i couldn't i couldn't hold it back it was yeah yeah. because that's like a common theme within asian families right it's like just a lot of like I guess, because that's where people get, like, the stereotype of being, like, a tiger mom and stuff, right? Mm Because it's just, like, you pulled so much pressure on your kids. Yeah. Uh, I never really, like, I saw it, but I never really, like, fully got the, I guess, like, gumption of it since I'm adopted by two white people. Mm -hmm. Slayed. Um, (laughs) But... I, I understood, like, that that was, like, a common stereotype, and then I felt like the back end of that, where it was, like, feeling like I had to meet, like, the minority uh, myth, like, expectation, oh, or, yeah, the model stuff. minority yeah. type, where I was, like, oh, I should be, like, in top 10%, especially because of how hard our high school pushed being in top 10. Oh, yeah, for sure. Which I was, like, I don't feel like I can be successful out of high school if I'm not 
if my grades aren't up to par, but that's like never what I wanted to go into in regards to like academics wasn't my strong suit. Mm-hmm. So it it's it's definitely like it makes it made me. I was sitting there, I was like, oh shit, you cannot take me anywhere where there was yeah. some, there was an Asian function happening. You cannot take <laughs> me anywhere where there's something Asian happening, and it's like a mother daughter relationship. It's simply not. Yeah. It's like it's gonna go over great to me, but it's also not gonna go over great because I'm gonna be like, yeah. damn, I am sitting here crying in this chair <laughs> right now. Yeah, no, I feel like it was weird because like even though my parents are not like the, exactly like the parents and everything everywhere all at once like I still could relate to it because like my personally my parents are kind of like I see them as kind of the best version of an Asian no, parent like they're super family. sweet and um, always like supporting me all the time but it's like somehow I could still relate to it in a way because like I they don't I, they don't ever say like oh you like owe us for all the things like we've done to because they like immigrated too so like they've done all this stuff everything like that they've earned has been towards like me and my brother's like college tuition mm-hmm. all that stuff but they've never like pushed that gender like oh you owe us like back but yeah. I still feel like I it's owe like them it's weird thing. yeah do you think that's just from like a societal pressure maybe it is I yeah. think so yeah you definitely push yourself a whole bunch and it's you know it's good to a certain degree but sometimes you know I see that it you'll get really stressed out about it mm-hmm. and I think yeah Rachel as you said it's definitely a society thing that you know us Asians are or just you know as immigrants, Asians, as uh, the young people, we definitely have to make sure that we ourselves go up in life, but also hold and uh, uh, help our families. Yeah, yeah, whatnot, it's so, so weird because it's like I'm pushing it on myself and I don't know why because it's like mm-hmm. my parents never like, or like you need to pay us back like after college. It's just like they're just supporting me and I feel like I'm pushing, like putting all this pressure on myself for some reason, Yeah, which is really interesting. But that's like something I took away from the movie still, even though my parents are not like the ones in the movie mm-hmm. yeah it's interesting to see like how we all relate in a very different way especially mm-hmm. like uh i feel like it speaks strongly to people who are first generation yes. and i didn't realize like growing up how many of my friends were first gen and then they would talk to me about like the pressures of like going into college and then having like to pay their families back for that and everything mm-hmm. um did you grow up with a lot of asian friends I don't know if that's, like, a weird question. No, 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 no. Uh, I definitely started to by the end of middle school, I believe. Um, And for me personally, I definitely also went through a phase where, yeah, I did want to be white kind of deal. Uh, (laughs) I think that was the most one with Westerners. Yeah, almost likely, yeah, being in the suburbs. Mm -mm. Um, But also, so, Rachel, you know, I'm I'm half Ecuadorian, but I, you Mm -hmm. know, I got that white I know your parents. I love Ms. Morris. I got, you know, my mom's white... uh, white passing hispanic um so being half hispanic half asian i just i don't want to sound like the logic kind of kid no who can relate yeah yeah yeah, seriously yeah being you know interracial or yeah being interracial just had its it's a weird in between and i talk about that all the time especially being like racially ambiguous right Mm -hmm. um because i don't want to speak for him but i know we've like him and i have talked about this so we wanted to do like a whole episode because there'd be points where like Someone else has had to point out your Asian-ness to you, sure. and you're like, shit, I forgot. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think growing up, specifically in Texas, specifically with the fact that my dad's side of the family, who's he's the Vietnamese side, um, and then I just hung out with a bunch more Asians, I definitely started to embrace more of my Asian side, and I really kind of lost my identity of being Hispanic. And at mm-hmm. times, I, I think, is it kind of too late to go back on that i feel i'm kind of late to the game i'd be a fake hispanic kind of deal so uh, i 
to answer the question, I definitely did start hanging out with more Asian friends, but I felt like I had to pick one or the oh, other okay. kind of deal. That's, yeah. Yeah, so, that, but that's me personally. Yeah, no, for <laughs> sure. I mean, I, it's definitely, I think it's never too late, because, I mean, I think everyone has, like, a whole, like, coming to terms with, like, yeah. their identity and, like, what that means to them and, like, how they can incorporate that in, our, like, their own life. Yeah. Um, especially because, like, we did grow up in, like, a... An area where I feels like it like looking back it looks diverse but that it's like I felt like we all felt the pressure to really conform to whatever is like I guess like socially acceptable or like popular yeah. in a weird way mm-hmm. um I just call that being whitewashed no I definitely was whitewashed yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. no I definitely I feel like I started embracing more of my culture like in college right yeah because like I know in high school it's not like I was denying that I was like very or anything I just wasn't embracing any part of it like mm-hmm. I had put this face forward and I I had some like other Asian friends but it wasn't I didn't have like a super close like yeah. group of Asian friends mm-hmm. um I guess besides when I'm like hanging out with like my cousins or like my mm-hmm. best friends and stuff is when I'm like my yeah. culture and everything really shows and I'm like embracing it but I think when it hit like college I was more aware of like all my decisions and my choices of yeah. not embracing it sometimes so I'm trying to get better at that that's a really <laughs> yeah. interesting point that's like I feel like I felt that too where it's like I became so hyper aware of when I mm. was actively avoiding my Asian identity. Yeah. Because uh, I think, I feel like at Texas schools too, there are so many, I think they're called like orgs, right? Yeah. And there's like different, because I know one of my friends, she was like, because I know there's like Asian sororities, which is like something I want to ask you all about because I don't know yeah. anything about it, but I'll be honest, <laughs> it looks kind of scary. It looks kind of <laughs> scary. Uh, but like in a slay way, in like a baddie mm. Asian slay way uh, <laughs> is the best way for me to put it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's interesting cause I feel like that movie just opened up a whole bunch of conversations that like I thought I had already had with myself, mm-hmm. but then I'm still constantly like working through so much internalized racism that I put myself in this own place. Yeah. Um, but that, I feel like the movie more so talked about like generational trauma and I guess just like how we like treat one another based off of that yeah um but hearing about generational trauma is really interesting to me because it's like do you think we're going to be the generation that breaks that i i sure hope so yeah because I think so. you know i think we've definitely been victims of it and uh my parents they are thankfully you know on the younger side of and and they're more understanding they're and they're willing to understand uh, more of our perspective so i think yeah. they're also breaking it um but hopefully we'll definitely be the, you know, end all for for the generational trauma that is. Yeah, I don't know why. I just feel like our generation is way more, like, hyper-aware of everything. Yeah. I mean, because it's, like, a media, not to sound like, oh, social media That's and all that it, stuff. Yeah. But no, but you're right. Yeah, like, no, because we're more, like, connected. I feel like we're more, like, empathetic towards each other. Mm-hmm. And, like, we talk about stuff like this. Like, I know... I guess back then, like, they didn't talk about their feelings or just their thoughts as much It was as also, like, a very much, like, we don't see color narrative, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To, so. And that was, like, equality at the time. So I think it's just, like, a constantly evolving conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I was... I forgot what I've talk, been talking about for, a minute, like, a minute ago. What I, <laughs> what I asked y'all was if you had, like, a lot of Asian friends growing up. And I feel yeah. like, in a weird way, we, we very much, like, keep to ourselves, if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. I think a lot of the times... What I noticed was sometimes I feel like I couldn't hang out with, like, the Asian girls in our middle school or high school because I felt like I wasn't... Which I think that was my own, like, insecurity, too, definitely. Mm -hmm. Because I felt like I wasn't smart enough in a weird way. I was like, I feel like I was going to get judged if I wasn't top 10%. 
And if I wasn't doing, even though, like, I was in a fucking orchestra, which is very strange. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But I was, like, so heavily involved in orchestra. Um, but I just, it, I don't know if we, did you go to Dory or did you go to? No, I went to, like, Orc. Oh, okay. So I was out there. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, you were friends with Caden, right? Yes, yeah. Aww, oh, my <laughs> gosh. Love them. Um, yeah. So I remember at Dory, I hung out with, like, the Mormon girl group for a minute. Oh, because were they in the choir? Or? Yeah, they were all in choir. Okay, yeah. And they called me the chosen one. And oh, I was like, that, right? That feels... Wait. <laughs> they said it's because, like, I wasn't Mormon and I also, like, was not blonde. <laughs> I don't know how Which, I feel about that. <laughs> yeah, looking back, I think it's funny. I, I think it's funny. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, did you just call me? What did you just say? Say it louder. Say it louder. Let's hear it. Um, but yeah, looking back, I'm like, I feel like I was kind of scared to have Asian friends, if that makes sense, in a weird oh, way. Because really? I felt like I wasn't like apt to it. I really didn't become aware of like who I... Because, I mean, that's why I also like compared to like being in college a lot. Like you mentioned how mm-hmm. you've been like more aware of it since we've entered like university. Yeah. Is that... I, in home in Texas, I feel like I joke about this all the time. Is like you could show a picture of like our friend group specifically, and I feel like that'd be like the friend group that they push on like a college pamphlet because they're like, look oh, at yeah. us, look how diverse, diversity shot, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so I didn't think about it, but then I come to Boston and I'm like, oh, like I will notice I'll be the only person of color in the room sometimes. Mm-hmm. Is that like a thing in like y- y'all's universities, especially like A and M? A and M, yeah, for sure, yeah, um, and that's why. When you brought up the thing about the Asian sororities, I tried to join an Asian fraternity at one point. My roommate and I, who was also Vietnamese, um, and I, specifically that one that we were doing, they, they were very chill. I, yeah. I liked them. I didn't see any red flags. Uh, shoot, I can't. Beta Tau Omega? No. No, no, no. It wasn't Omega. But anyways, uh, definitely the Asian sororities, I can see them not necessarily any worse than a regular sorority yeah. i'd say just on par just yeah definitely just you know all asian mm-hmm. um but yeah no definitely for the i'll say the general classes like your general math or the, the like like english yeah. and history all mm-hmm. white uh like a 300 mm-hmm. room there's four minorities on i forget because y'all have like lecture halls right so it'll yeah. be like hundreds mm-hmm. of kids we oh, don't do that sure. at berkeley it'll be like 30 kids at most in your classroom even for the general oh, classes oh yeah so well we don't or something? our general classes are like core music classes so it's like oh. you're training one tonal harmony music theory like harmony which is like jazz harmony um and then for our electives you have to, or like our like liberal arts classes i guess maybe our electives Mm -hmm. um it's like english so it's like living in the city or one is called like scandals and vandals or like radio history like from like 1900s to like 2020s or something of that sort um but yeah back on everything everywhere all at once (laughs) sorry i feel like my (laughs) little noggin is like running everywhere yeah um oh my gosh i literally just sat there afterwards with all like i went with three of my friends and we all were like crying and we were just like holding hands we're like wow Mm-hmm. Shoot, you want to know? You, we can talk about one thing. Is I so maybe not with your friends. I I assume that your friends, even if they're white and whatnot, yeah. that they're probably intellectuals going to Berkeley and stuff. Oh, Whereas, oh that's a very high. Yeah, <laughs> Alex, that is a very, you were making some assumptions. Intellectuals, as in understanding the movie's just theme and premise. And I yeah. bring this no. up because people back down in South Old, good old Texas, they we we went with um, some friends of mine. Thankfully, they knew 
the movie. They understood it and they liked it. However, their friends were a bunch of little bimbos and they <laughs> they did not understand the concept and they were dogging yeah. it. They were like, "Oh my god, this shit sucked. It was yeah. so long." I was um, like, "What the?" And, and the thing is, Asian too. They were Asian. Yeah. yeah, I was about to ask. I'm like, and 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 we've I've had this conversation with my other friends because they've said they've heard the same thing, but from white people. And I was like, you know, I can understand that, oh, but no. at the same time, it's such an easy concept still. I think. Yeah. Um, Especially that, even if you took that story and you took it outside of like an Asian environment. Yeah. And you put that in like a white home. Yeah. That's yeah. still like family trauma. But I guess exactly. they're not, maybe they're not empathizing or you know, understanding. But yeah, the Asian I one. I think that's like, like some like internalized stuff to be honest. Yeah. Cause maybe that's kind of like they don't want to see it. Yeah. yeah. Cause I came out of the theater so like confused and I was like, that was way too long. And I was like, over here like crying like I, I don't know about you but i was emotional and it was For like sure. it was good to me like like, like okay let's say that their family never experienced any of that at least you can see your friend i assume they have other asian friends yeah. families who yeah. they've talked about and they could understand but especially because our sense. generation is so many first gen families right yeah. and just with media going on mm-hmm. it's, it's been talked about so the fact that you guys are ignorant about that i'm like oh mm. that's so disheartening it really yeah. was yeah, I got, I got mad. I, was like, I, <laughs> I don't want to be around you guys. <laughs> oh my gosh! Ooh, Uh-oh. did you see it at one point? Um, because I I have been thinking about you know they've been pushing a lot more, I guess Asian representation in like Hollywood media in general. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides my girl Scar Joe, shouts out to Scar <laughs> Johansson. I love an American Asian American uh, icon, but um, they put like one clip. It was when she was like a movie star. And they, like, put, like, a clip of, like, the Crazy Rich Asians red carpet. Mm-hmm. I thought, I don't know. I just thought that was cheeky and fun. I love oh, some yeah. lore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, me and my friend Felipe, we literally just sit and talk about, like, lore mm-hmm. and, like, the background of everything all the time. So that's a Felipe shout-out. Shouts out Felipe. Um, I don't know <laughs> if he'll listen to this, but I gotta bring him on to talk about everything. Uh, I think like, my other favorite part was when it was just, like, The Rocks. And it was completely silent. Oh, I that was so was so cute. Because <laughs> then, <laughs> everyone at the theater would just be like, huh. They, they'd all do like the nose exhale laugh uh-huh. yeah. at the same time. Because it was real quiet. Yeah. Y'all saw it, or it's still in theaters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, the way that that part still got me kind of emotional, honestly. No, because you're right. Yeah, yeah it definitely like, started slowing down and stuff um, yeah, to catch yeah. you up with just all the nonsense that was going on at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think at first it was a little hard to be like, okay, so what is like the synopsis of this movie yeah um but yeah i feel like it's kind of easy to catch on once you you know yeah yeah for sure because it's like it does like the twists and it surprises you but in like a in like a fun way Mm -hmm. it not in a way where it's like confusing the plot it's just like oh we have hot dog hands now but it's like they explain that pretty thoroughly because they're using like evelyn going through that was the main character's name right yeah 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 evelyn going through like navigating the multiverse like mm-hmm. as kind of like we're in her position where we're trying to understand everything yeah. and then the husband is explaining everything he's so cool I'm so glad he's back yes women <laughs> yes <I love> him. <laughs> women yeah for everyone who doesn't know like the background the actor I forgot his name what um his name? I just I think his last name is Doug I, I oh his first name is Jonathan but that's his like Americanized yeah. name oh, I want to okay. say I think it's is he Viet? I'm pretty sure yeah uh, but he was like, not, um, he wasn't blackmailed, but he just like didn't, he did an interview where we talked about he, cause he was in, um, Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. And I think his character was named Short Round, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And he was in another movie, uh, another like big Goonies. one. Goonies. Yeah, Goonies. Goonies yeah. yeah. And so then he just stopped acting because 
the older he got, the less he got cast. And he realized, like, mm-hmm. there just weren't a lot of roles for Asian people in movies. Um, and then he saw Crazy Rich Asians. And that's what made him realize he wanted to come back into Hollywood. Because he was seeing people who looked like him, like, actually getting jobs. Because he'd been doing, like, background work mm-hmm. as, like, a choreographer. Or yeah, that scene where he had, like, the fanny pack. Yeah. Was that, that was how? ridiculous. Oh did he do his own stunts? He did his own stunts. I was about to say. Oh I was yeah. like, yeah. I can see him doing that. Yeah, because like, I think for the, when he wasn't on screen, he was a choreographer. Um, for different movies and like i think he might be a screenwriter he's cool i watched a few um they there was like a cast uh what's it called just like a cast video where they just talked about the movie afterwards mm-hmm. on youtube mm-hmm. which is really cool if you haven't seen it i recommend it um love my girl jamie lee or jamie lee curtis right <laughs> yeah, yeah. i was like damn that tv got her acting the fuck <laughs> up she's acting a fool right now she, Come on, didn't, she didn't wear a fat suit, right? That was all her. I'm, I don't I'm know. pretty sure. Oh, was it? I think, yeah, I was talking to my mom about it, and she was like, yeah, I think she actually gained the weight for the role. Oh, wow, yeah, and then she uh, lost it. Commitment, yeah. yeah. That's wild. I don't know how actors put their body through that. I remember um, there was another movie where, like, one, I think it was like Dallas Buyers Club, because I just remember everyone was talking oh. about it, where someone, one of the, was it Jerry Leto? I don't know. Is yeah, yeah, yeah Jerry Leto. Uh, also, Matthew McConaughey. I'm yeah, sorry, Matthew McConaughey. Doesn't he teach at UT? He does, yeah. <laughs> Isn't he like a film teacher? Yeah, I think so. I saw him around once. I'm just like, oh, that's Matthew. <laughs> oh, yeah. there's Matt. <laughs> yeah. So we have that, but that's like, um, there's a guy named Victor Wooten, who is a bassist, Ooh. I think. Y'all correct me if I'm wrong. Actually, don't tell me. Don't tell me, because that's embarrassing. But we have, Burley always tries to bring in like big names for mm-hmm. our commencement and stuff. So we have like, oh, they just cool. give honorary doctorates every year. So last year was Pharrell and Celine Dion. And then wow. Missy Elliott was like two years ago. That's cool. Yeah, I'm really interested to see who's going to be our year. I want to be someone from like the early 2000s. Because um, <laughs> I think it'd be really funny. Um, not funny, but like I think it'd be fun. But I just, <laughs> I, I go through a phase where I listen to like 2010 music over and over, like LMFAO. Mm-hmm. Give them an honorary, doc- honorary doctorate. <laughs> just kidding. That'd be really bad. But I really love their song in the Kia Soul hamster commercial. <laughs> um, that's the main reason why I drive a Kia Soul. But anyway, sorry, that's a huge tangent. <laughs> I just started thinking about that. I haven't podcasted in, like, weeks, so I'm starting to get... I'm getting rubbed up right now. Can you see? Like, I'm starting to get, like, excited. <laughs> no, you're all good. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that movie... Ugh, I I need to see... It. That's one where you just you see it, like, a few times, I think. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, I definitely yeah. want to watch it a, a second time, mm-hmm. at least. Yeah, it's one of those movies where you catch stuff, like, every single time you watch it. Like, just, like, new things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dang. Ugh. It, I just... We just sat there afterwards. I went... The None of my other friends were Asian, um, but they were all just like I need to call my mom after I was like slay oh. yeah I said wait maybe I should call my mom my mom and I don't have like the best relationship mm-hmm. but I was like damn this makes me want to text her yeah uh, and then it did not go over well so I was like never mind never mind <laughs> um, I don't know if she'll ever find this podcast that's a fun question but oh well um, <laughs> yeah that it's so nice just like I love the outfits I love the the daughter's outfits. Oh my gosh, there was, I want to be her for Halloween. <gasps> oh, I tell yeah. Oh, that's such a good idea. The many things I'm Asian. She... <laughs> I can be her for yeah. Halloween. Tell me why, because for so yeah. long, because there'd be like Hoko weeks, like the Hoko dress up weeks, and we could be what Lilo, Moana, yes. Mulan, Dora. Sometimes we could cut <laughs> it. I I know I did that. I was like, I'm ambiguous enough to be Dora. Um, yeah, that was it, really, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. I was the, I think her name is Isabel. She was one of the little Einsteins. I did that for Hoka Week once. <gasps> oh, that's cute. Yeah. I love that. 
Yeah. yeah. Now so, we have more cool things we could be. Yeah, <laughs> it's the same. I don't know. I guess same court characters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Didn't they? You had a girls. Do you want to tell them about the Girl Scout thing? Was it for Girl Scouts? What Girl Scouts thing? The, or the thing where they the Harry Potter thing? Oh my gosh! Yeah. So, in like the fifth grade, I was like in Harry Potter club or whatever. It was like oh, a, it wasn't like an actual like, school thing. You just like formed. Was it. that with Carly and Caden? I th- I think it was with Carly. Actually, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, I was like the token Asian girl, I guess, oh, in the no. group. So they made me Cho Chang, of course. But <gasps> yeah. I, I I mean I liked Cho Chang because I was like representation. But then I was like, okay, maybe her name is right? like, two last names, and I'm like, hey, this is wrong. and to be assigned that by the white mom. Uh, uh, <laughs> like, yeah. Oh wait, so this yeah. is like a what? What was this? situation it, it was, was just, assigned by a, you got assigned that by a white mom i don't know it was just like everyone was just like yeah she's she's just cho-. like everyone just like, like collectively agreed that i was cho chang and i was like all right i guess i look like her the most i just accepted it because i was in fifth grade yeah. or was it like your popcorn reading or like acting no we were just like in a little club so like after school we had like a little like harry potter themed like party and stuff like that oh, okay and i just dressed up as her because wow. everyone's like yeah you look like her the most <laughs> holy shit so um i guess maybe that was also a hate crime <laughs> yeah that is very yeah. microaggressive that's yeah. just aggressive that's just aggressive i know and i didn't even i guess Cho didn't really do much in the movies no, besides be the love interest. No, fuck J.K. So, yeah. I don't even know. I was just trying to convince myself that she was cool enough for me to be her. Oh, I'd be pulling at straws. Yeah. Oh my God. And I think her book was The Hunger Games when mm-hmm. we were in middle school. And I was like, oh, well, I guess, like, I don't look like any of them. I guess Rue would be the closest. Which is so absurd. <laughs> it's so amazing. Yeah. Like... Oh, I did love the Hunger Games though. They're coming mm-hmm. out with a new one. <laughs> oh, are they? Yeah, like a prequel. Oh. Uh huh. But I remember hearing on Twitter, y'all know I'm on the Bird app every damn day. <laughs> um, everyone was talking about how like you look back and uh, the names of the characters in Harry Potter were like racist as hell. Yeah, they definitely right? were. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, what was the Indian one's name? Was no, everyone, name? but they had the Patel twins had normal like first names. I forgot what their first names were, oh. but they were just normal. But like, what about the black yes. one? It was Dean. Dean. Oh, it was something bad. It was something was it bad. bad yeah. It was something like that. I think it like alluded to like slavery. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah. Oh my gosh, it did. I forgot what his last name. It was like Shacklebolt or something like that. Yeah, yes. something like that. Yes. It was terrible. Oh my god. It's gosh. so bad. I don't know how she got away with that shit. Yeah. British. People. British. I'm in air quotes right now for people. Yeah. <laughs> British. Mm-mm. British people. Dang. Oh, Ugh. God. So how are you feeling? Like you're post grad. Yeah. Right. How does oh that God. feel? Every day I wake up. I mean, and I'm not gonna say this is just a biology major thing. Who did just did not go the pre med route? Yeah. Um, I think it's honestly just any major. Or just you know, just I don't know college in general. Uh, whenever you're stressed that last semester and you're finally done, it takes you a while for it to really the realization to come, uh, and and just set to where it's like you're done. I I wake up. I am not stressed anymore. I don't have to worry about quizzes, tests, assignments, projects, all that shit. It's it's done. Now I'm working. I get off my job and I am good and just just chilling. So mm. uh, I'm liking life. That's good. Yeah. We love to hear that. Yeah. yeah. And you're in your last, or we're in the same grade. So yeah. So it's like yeah. we're in our last year, but you've been doing your internship. Yeah, no, I, I love doing my co-op and internship and just, like, having, because I'm not doing any classes right now, so just having, like, like, it's like I'm working full-time and, like, I'm after, like, 
I guess, after school and stuff like that. But um, it's just a, such a good work-life balance, and I don't have to deal with, like, the constant stress yeah. of, like, assignments being due. Because, like, if you're not working on something, there's always something else to be yes. working on. And it's so tiring after a while. Like, during – I just – my mental health is at an all-time low, like, oh. during school. And, like, recently, like, during this break and in internship, like, I'm just – my mental health has been so good because good. I have such a good balance. Like, I'm not stressed all the time. Like, after five, whatever was not done is pushed to tomorrow, and I can't do anything about it, which there is good. Go. It's, like, forcing me to do other things. Work-life balance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you don't have that as a student. So you that's really why I really want to be done, like, as quick as possible. Like, I know people, like, don't rush into, like, the best four years of your life or whatever. I don't know I'm like, that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, going to be honest. Um, like, I don't know yes. yeah. if it's because we came in at a time where it was, like, we didn't get like a full college experience. Yeah. Because we were. What, one year and then college? We got like, one semester, like, one semester, semester and, a half. and a half. Yeah. And then you got like one year, I got right? Year and so and that's just wild. Yeah. yeah. So do you think that you still feel like that pressure uh, that we were talking about earlier from like, I guess, like parental pressure and so mm-hmm. on? Do you still feel that like in your internship? And do you think you're going to, f- or do you feel that like outside of college? Um, I don't think I feel that pressure. Honestly, like, even in my academics, like, before I took this COP, my parents don't really question, like, what my GPA is or, like, how I'm doing in classes. They just, they actually are very good about my mental health, like, during good. the semester. Because they're, like, when I come home, it's the sweetest thing ever. My dad's like, how, how much, like, Netflix have you watched, though? Like, are you taking breaks and stuff? Because they know how bad school can get me. Sometimes, like, I think there was a breaking point I had, like, in high school where they saw me just kind of like break down because I had so much on my plate and I think maybe they were like oh I think we put this pressure on her which they definitely did not I just put that on myself but um they've seen what academic stress can do to me so they're actually really good about that so I don't feel that much pressure um but I think there's still like a gap between like um being first gen and stuff they don't know how like college works that they were really confused when i said i was doing a co-op fafsa and like all that 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 was confusing i feel like they make it as confusing as possible i know to just like not give you money yeah but i've talked to my other friends who are first gen it's like it is just like figuring it out by yourself it seems like yeah yeah really trying to navigate that on your own and then like still trying to like honor your parents in a way but like become like an individual like when you're in college and all that stuff yeah because it's hard to explain to your parents like what you're exactly doing when you don't know what you're doing yourself yes like I don't know it's just like it's very if it's a very different time so I like, trying to explain to my parents why I'm like technically withdrawing for a semester to do this co-op yeah. they're like you're dropping out like what are you doing like oh. do you work later like you're supposed to finish your degree and I was like I am I promise but it like helps set like, you up gap. for the future yeah yeah so there's like a gap between like I guess them understanding like where I'm trying to take my career and, like, what they think the traditional, like, oh, just get your degree in four years, don't do anything besides that, and then worry about work. But I'm kind of doing it in a weird order. Um, so I think there's a weird, like, pressure there because they're like, oh, I thought you were graduating, like, in four years. I'm doing, like, four and, like, a half-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a pressure there for sure because they were very concerned that I was, like, permanently dropping out and just working. Mm. And it's interesting. That's still success to me. I mean, I think yeah. anything is, like... As long as you're happy with what you're doing and you feel driven and Mm -hmm. you feel fulfilled is the biggest thing. I think that is considered success, whether that comes with a degree or not. Yeah. Or if that's, like, the path you, like, chose initially to go with your degree. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you feel Mm -hmm. that, like, pressure at all, Alex, to, like, I I guess, like, post-grad especially? Because I'm not going to lie, post-grad sounds scary. Yeah, it definitely is. And I was talking to one of my friends recently about it, just not... 
it, it's scary when you or society makes it scary when you don't have something lined up right away yes like though it, you know people take a gap year that's like okay but a gap year uh and then they're still scrambling to find something and it can be hard and even for one year like to uh, sign up for medical school sign up for more graduate school or, or just go into the workforce kind of deal um and and a year really isn't that much especially since you've been kind of only focused sometimes only just focused on school just those four years and then boom you're done but then you have the rest of your life to live out um but for me i thankfully landed a, a lab job a cl clinical lab job uh in austin and this is something that i am uh, not only contempt with but i i do enjoy and i can uh if i want to i can still climb up the ladder and, and still just uh just yeah, it sets yeah. you up nicely. Yeah, set, set, set myself up. Um, and as far as just like what my parents think about it, because I was going to do the pre-med, pre-optometry routes, um, telling that news to them was definitely a, a, a change. Yeah. Um, but they did finally come to terms with it because they know it is, you know, my life. Mm -hmm. uh, so they are accepting of it and they are understanding uh, they just want to make sure that I keep on moving forward, which I do. I do understand, do appreciate of that from them. So. Oh yay! I'm glad. Yeah. It sounds like you both have like super supportive families when it comes to that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we love that. You talked a little bit earlier about how like you have two different cultures that you've grown up with. How's that been navigating that? Because you talked a little bit about how like you felt like you had neglected your Hispanic side for a little bit, your Ecuadorian side. Okay. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, it definitely came up with talks about just, you know, okay, yeah, so we had talked about Asian representation coming out in movies. So after everything everywhere all at once came out um, and just, you know, realizing all this representation uh, just came out. And, and I've always known that growing up since at least the beginning of high school, that I've always wanted to at least embrace my Asian side because I was there with my family, my Asian side of the family, uh, and I had Asian friends. I didn't have Hispanic friends. I wasn't with my family on my mom's side, uh, and I I really did feel like I had to pick one. Um, so sorry, what was the question again? Oh just, well, I guess we're just talking about in general, like how's like been navigating, just navigating that. Right, right, yeah. Right. Um, yeah, it was. It's just I haven't had this uh idea i guess in mind that i've been neglecting my other side until really very very recently with, with, do you think with, it's with because watching, you saw the movie watching the movie mm -hmm. i'll be dead ass listening to rachel profile oh my god yeah <laughs> hey. for sure there's, there's hey. a lot of episodes where you're talking about just you know uh feeling like you don't fit in sometimes not a deep cut yeah thanks <laughs> for listening i no, forget for people sure. can listen to this shit <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, like I've definitely felt that with, with, uh, especially being Asian, but then like, you know, I think what it is, is that I, ha not only am I surrounded with the, the Asian community much more, but I'm mm -hmm. also, I have the last name. Yeah. I look, you know, at least half Asian. Mm -hmm. I definitely don't, no one's going to see you and be like, Hey, you know, you look half Hispanic, even white passing doesn't work that way. And growing up in Texan, Texan, Texas, if you're Hispanic, you're not Hispanic. You're automatically called Mexican. Yeah. It's no, definitely that's so true. It's a def, uh, definitely a different culture uh, when you're South American. 
Yes. Um, and Ecuadorian, I mean, psh, who knows about those guys? It's a, it's a smaller country. If you think of South America, you think of Brazil, you think of Chile, Argentina. Mm-hmm. Ecuador is, you know, on, on the bottom of that list. So I definitely didn't have anyone growing up with that culture, um, nor did I have that family close by. So it just was something I didn't think was that big of a deal to just kind of push aside and just focus on at least being accepted by the Asian side. And now really recollecting all this stuff, I, you know, I am Hispanic and I just worry that it's too late to recollect or or, or join, still join that kind of community, so. Yeah, I don't think it's ever really too late because I feel like more than anything, it's like coming to these realizations and I guess just like having this internal conversation with yourself is like the first step in it Mm -hmm. and then just like what you're doing right now is like outreaching about it and try to figure out like how do you navigate you know really coming uh, more in contact and like embracing that part of who you are because uh, I kind of think the biggest thing and like, the whole reason why I like continue to do racial profiling is because I was working through so many I won't say I guess I don't know if qualms is the best word but like embracing who I am in like every aspect and every like discourse community that I fell a part of and like something that's like it's a constantly like evolving situation where it's like I'm gonna have these realizations like every single day mm-hmm. and I'm gonna there could be times where I realize like oh like I have been suppressing so much and then that's okay because it's like that's growing pains and the fact that we're able to just even look at that and mm-hmm. be so like I get self-aware about it is yeah. just the first step in it. And I know that they would like welcome you with open arms. I mean, I've talked to your mom and your mom loves talking <laughs> about that. Um, and like how big a culture means to her. Um, so I think, yeah, you're on a good track for it, for sure. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I definitely, I, I definitely get self-conscious and embarrassed. Uh, and, and those two things just accumulate and just kind of force me, or they, they prevent me from reaching out to that, yeah. to that kind of community but it's I do scary know, yeah I it's scary when you feel out. like you haven't been there because you don't know if they're gonna welcome you but i think it's inherent especially like being people of color that we just are like okay well like i'm glad you're here now type of ordeal yeah. um there have been a lot of times where i've been like at protests in boston and they'll say like uh they'll be like okay well we want black and brown people to the front and I like there was one time where I stood back and my friend was like what the fuck are you doing (laughs) and I was like oh yeah that's right like I fully am a person of color and I think a part of that too is like where Asians fall in like the national consciousness Mm -hmm. of like a lot of times we are associated with whiteness until people realize it sucks that it took this long but like the Atlanta shooting last year and like just like how poorly Asian people have been treated mm-hmm. and I feel like that feel is the same way for people who are white passing or just like um, racially ambiguous it's like that is a huge part of your identity but it's like they kind of people just like brush it to the side if that makes sense and it, yeah. it, it makes it hard to really come to terms with it yourself because it's like are people I, I, for me I, it's a thing where I think I'm like are people going to think I'm like PO saying if that makes sense Mm-hmm. If I'm, like, making it a big ordeal. If, like, yeah. the more I embrace about it. Because um, that's why I end up talking about it so much is, like, oh, shoot. Sometimes after I record podcasts, I'll be, like, oh, did I just talk about that too much? I'm, like, <laughs> are people going to think I'm, like, in a weird way, like, virtue signaling? I think that's a term. Like, virtue signaling yeah. myself. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Being, like, hey, like, look at me. When it's really more so, like, fighting this internal conversation of, like, 
know like you're so incredibly privileged which like I think it's good to acknowledge like yes I do have privilege but at the same time it's like I'm still a person of color at the end of the day mm-hmm. like that's what like first and foremost like that's what someone's gonna see when they see me on the street mm-hmm. and so it's like I have every right to embrace that as much as possible yeah yeah, yeah. I feel that yeah uh, I think just one thing I'd like to just add is I'm very glad that there's Asian representation I wish there to be more uh, representation for other communities uh, I guess it's biased, but, you know, specifically yeah. for those interracial ones. Yeah. Uh, because right now our spokesperson is Logic, and that Yeah, sucks. and you don't get a lot about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the thing is, because it's like, I feel like people just, like, poke fun at it. Yeah. Which yeah. is... Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll catch myself joking around it. I'll be like, interracial a, couple? Cringe. Mm-hmm. And then... No! <laughs> <laughs> That's a new rule I made for myself recently, uh, where I was like, I can't joke about being Asian as much recently, because I'm kind mm-hmm. of just... I, I talked literally on this podcast about finding so much like internalized racism I had towards myself, but I'm still feeding into that by being like, hey, look at this colored over here. It's me. <laughs> like, I'm like, what good am I doing by saying that? I'm literally just hurting myself. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm proud of you because that is a hard conversation to have. Yeah. And thank you for feeling like comfortable to just talk about it like openly. Yeah, no, for sure. I think... Uh yeah, the fact that I'm white passing, and you know, there's a lot of Hispanics who are white passing. Um, just sometimes, maybe I'm not gonna speak for the the rest of the group, uh, but I'll speak for myself in the sense that I don't feel like I'm ever attacked because because of the fact that I am white passing. You know, mm-hmm. white passing, I'm not gonna get attacked because you know people don't attack white people in, in that sense, kind of deal. Yeah, so, so that doesn't negate the fact that that you like you feel and you empathize and you are a part of that community. That so it's is, like yeah. when one of us is hurting, all of us are hurting. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and it's because like there are people in your life who you care about, mm-hmm. who it affects deeply. So, yeah. oh, there's always so much to get into. <laughs> there's always yeah. so much to unpack. Uh, but that yeah, that movie was like a whole spiral of things again, where I was like. Mm-hmm. I'm always like, oh, this representation is great. I didn't realize how much I needed it until it was here. Because mm-hmm. for a while, we just had Aquafina. And I, she pisses me off. I'm yeah, getting she's honest. She's problematic as hell. I'm like, come on now, y'all. We, there's so many more of us. Like, where are they? Where are they? <laughs> yeah. So hopefully this is like a start of a lot of good things. I'm not going to lie. I really did like Shang-Chi, though. <laughs> I got really into Marvel this past year. Oh, so really? I was like, yes, an Asian superhero. He's just like me for real. Yeah, there were some Asians coming out saying, oh my god, that was the best Marvel movie ever. Oh, like, Nate hated it. Did you really? No, Nate did. Oh. He was like, I didn't like it because I feel like they just played on the fact that he's Asian. I was like, uh, <laughs> not a big impact. It's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Ten Rings, the Mandarin kind of deal, but uh, yeah, yeah. The soundtrack was so good, though. The soundtrack was was pretty good. Oh my gosh! Wait, um, can we talk about when um, Eighty Eight Rising posted a yellow square? That's so embarrassing. Oh that. yeah, they did. They did. Uh, I did so like their their songs though in it. Um, yeah. I was bumping that Anderson Pack song for a while. Um, oh, oh fire the sky. Sky. Oh <laughs> and then uh, Nikki's song every mm-hmm. summer time yeah. yeah it's cute but I had never listened to 88 Rising before um mm-hmm. dad I think I like them more when they're their own thing the one yeah. they do their own thing Joji Rich Brian Nikki okay I I three people I know yeah. I'm <laughs> but... was it Joji 
Filthy Frank. He was he's a YouTuber. <laughs> That's so wild to me. Because yeah. he does slow dancing in the dark, right? Mm-hmm. Yo, <laughs> come on, evolution. Slay. You know, because of all the, the videos, I don't know if you have ever seen the Filthy Frank videos. I haven't, but isn't it like old YouTube? Where it's it old like, YouTube. It's the like the beginning of memes and just the fact that he... Just, like shock value. Shock value. It's just a whole bunch of him screaming on the top of his lungs. But anyways... After doing so many of those videos with the, that voice and stuff, that character, now he's doing his, his sing, singing stuff. Uh, and but for live performances, he's pretty bad. Or not pretty oh, bad, but his voice he's, is damaged. He's not, yeah, his yeah. voice is damaged because oh, okay. of all the stuff that he's done. So he doesn't definitely has to take it slow. Dang, yeah. I wonder how metal vocalists do it, cause that has to oh, hurt. Oh yeah, that has to hurt. I gotta bring on Mason on the pod to talk about <laughs> that. I gotta bring on yeah. Dang. Ugh. Well. I feel like we've covered everything today. I everything, think so. everywhere, yeah. all at oh, once. Yes. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to talk about? Anything else you want to touch on? Let's uh, see. Oh, there's one, uh, I guess, being Asian in New York, because your mom said to be careful of like hate crimes or something while I was there. That is a big thing, because so. there was a situation where a woman got pushed off the platform yeah. of the subway. You know what is so, I'm horrible when it comes to like protecting myself in general mm. um because i remember papa Kilbury would get really upset at me because he'd be like you need to keep your head on a swivel because oh. one time we tj and i ended up having our college interviews and like tours in new york at the same time he was touring columbia and i was touring manhattan school of music and then we mm. met up and i had walked through harlem through morningside to get to them um and they're like oh. so how'd you get here i was like i just walked and they're like <laughs> what you did what because uh, I think also just like as a woman, I don't know, like yes. it's like yeah, that's, that's yeah. another thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, uh, I'm like, I'm, my whole, it's so stubborn, and I know I'm so stubborn when it comes to this. Because I'm like, who wants to hurt me? Like, what are you gonna gain from that? Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you want to do that? But it is scary. Like, I'm mm. not gonna lie, the whole Atlanta shooting really shook me up last yeah, year. Yeah. Because it was that was I don't know it was upsetting because it's like this is the first time I feel like everyone was talking about it mm-hmm. and how Asian Americans are treated. Um, but yeah, there's been a lot of, that's why like there was a whole thing with the Batman. Uh, I don't know if y'all saw oh, the Batman. Yeah, the, because the, the, the first, first scene, scene, yeah, an Asian man oh. gets beat up on the subway and that was right after those two women were hurt. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, you know, the director came on to say it, it had nothing to do with yeah. that kind of deal, but uh, yeah, it did it was spark like out some. bad coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. That was also a great movie. Yeah, yeah, I did like oh, okay. oh, Yeah. I came out of that movie, I was running around pretending I was like, I was fucking rolling on the ground, like next two months I went through my emo phase that I never went through before. Yeah. <laughs> I'm listening to like Nirvana. <laughs> it kinda gave me Twilight vibes. Is that weird? Maybe that's no, just Robert valid. Robert Pinn, but oh, it was Robbie still the same. <laughs> No, I think I, I feel like they're related. It's like the color grading. It's just dark. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, how do yeah. you feel about like, would you ever live in New York? I personally really want to live in New York post-grad. I, I guess I would just have to be careful. Yeah. No, it's honestly, it was a little overwhelming and scary for me. Like, I know we're on the subway or like just near trains. I know he yeah. would kind of be funny and make joke, but um, I'd stand behind like the columns to make sure if anyone tried yeah. to push me, I had something to grab onto. Yeah, just like um, a fear that was like. Oh, well, it's so sad that we have to small think thing. about that. Yeah, because we shouldn't have to think about that in the first place. Yeah. Uh, 
don't know. It's no, scary. I don't know. I don't think I'd live in New York. No, it's, it's definitely a nice place to visit, but I, yeah. living there, I don't think that's for I think me. I'd be overwhelmed all the time, honestly. I love being overwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. Yeah, yeah. It's so sad that we have to think about that in a weird way. I feel like part of it, too, is I think people kind of see us as an easy target. Yeah. Because of just, like, the whole notion that, like, Asian women are just very submissive or, like, quiet and they're not going to do shit. Mm-hmm. Like, clearly they do not listen to racial profiling because I don't shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, oh, that's so upsetting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I hope things, like, start turning around. I feel like I haven't... There's sometimes, like, when I see, like, the news articles pop up, I just can't, like, even read it. Because I'm like, I know yeah. this is going to ruin my day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, at the same time, like, I need to be aware of what's happening. Yeah, because right? I'm just like, it could be, like, my mom and dad, like, next, or just someone that I know. Yes. Which, you know what I'm saying? I can't, like... Yeah, because there's, like, I see them phase. Them. Yeah. Or not, like, phase, but there was that part where, like, people were, like, pushing elderly Asian people. Yeah, it's yeah. all the elderly yeah. ones. It's just sad to see. Um. Yeah. Ugh. Sorry, someone called me. <laughs> no, you're all good. Um, I'm going to keep that in. I like to keep it <laughs> raw, no real, words. uncut. Yeah, no edits. <laughs> just straight with through just us shooting the shit. Yeah, I mean, would you ever take a self-defense class? I don't know why. I'm so stubborn about it. I'm like, I don't yeah. want to because I think the thing is, the more I try to protect myself, the more it feels like it makes it a real possibility. It's happen. Yeah, yeah. Like coming out of like a horror movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like, like, like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I watch shark movies. I'm like, I could have done so much better. <laughs> My friend Grace and I always watch like Wipeout and shark mm-hmm. movies, and we'll watch it and be like, Yeah, we could have done that easy. Yeah. If a shark attacks you, you stab it in the eye. That's like rule number one. Yeah. yeah. We would survives like 47 meters down it would have been so much easier you know that's the movie with blake lively right or yeah oh no that's the shallows i did see that with oh, i think yeah. i probably have seen like every single shark movie at this point <laughs> you know the shallows you know oh you, so you've seen it you know where it's based off of where galveston, galveston. <laughs> <laughs> they make the they make the water all super clear and like great for surfing and you go to galveston that shit is nasty no it is so i remember there was like a week where people on twitter were posting a picture they're like galveston looks so good right now yeah and it was i would never uh, put a ma- have you seen that like, oh, video yeah. of like yeah, yeah, yeah. Put, like, uh, mango yo to wa- first of all i was like i want to take a mango to the charles river and do that and not actually <laughs> oh, eat it because that river is nasty apparently that's where the mafia like, oh, I wouldn't doubt it, yeah. They, like, buried uh, their Austin. bodies in the, the river that we were by today. Uh, but, yeah, Galveston, if y'all haven't been to Galveston, for my non-Texas listeners... Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing there for it's you It's just, like, gray and... Brown, brown murky. Brown and murky and... Seaweed's, seaweed is very abundant everywhere. Yeah. The seashells. The sand is pokey. Yeah. There's yeah. a Kima boardwalk. <laughs> I do like the Kima boardwalk. Yeah. yeah. They got the bubble gum over there. <laughs> yeah oh slayed oh well thank you for coming on the pod for sure yeah, thank and you for, for chatting and for just gosh. stopping by and hanging out yeah. thank you for hosting us here of yeah. course anytime yeah if it wasn't for Rachel we'd be sleeping in the airport which like, everyone would know I would never <laughs> let you do that I never. Oh first God. of all, you shouldn't be sleeping just like in the Boston Logan. Actually, I I have slept in the Boston Logan Airport once when I went home for Christmas, and I woke up and there was like a Santa next to me, oh, and oh. there was like a mouse. I was in JetBlue's yeah. area. 
Check this way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, this was such a treat. And thank you for just talking about, like, everything and being so open. It was, it's yeah. just nice to be able to, like, openly talk about it and really unpack. Haven't had a good unpacking in a minute. Yeah. I have to ask you my final question I ask everyone. I almost oh, yeah. always forget. Um, what is your dream? Sorry, it's a big one. Oh, no, no, no. no. It, uh, do you want to go first? You take your time. Uh I guess I feel like I'm already like on my way towards like I think of dream career first but like that dream career supports like my dream life yeah um, so like that engineering salary I mean I'm not doing it just for the money because I do want to like I'm like I'm designing toys it's not like the most really like cool. money making like I'm working for Boeing or something like that but it's something that I still love and enough money to support like my dream life so it'd probably just be like Honestly, it was kind of cheesy, but like, I was talking to Alex about this, how like I could see us like living in the Northeast in the future. Hey, and, like, come hang out. Yeah, yeah, like working sure. together and then having like days, just like time off together. I don't know. It's a very cheesy, very cheesy life, but it's kind of my dream. Just a comfortable life where I can just, I don't know, yeah, no, support my hobbies, do what I want. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I mean... Dream career would be screenwriter, possibly even, you know, leading to director. But dream would definitely be to create either a movie or a show that really makes you get out of the theater or or, or your living room, wherever you watched it. And you would get on a podcast to talk about it for an hour. Like, <laughs> Come it, on, Rachel Profile. Specifically, yeah. I want to make that kind of impact on other Aww. people watching it. I want to be the person who led conversations um, just about different themes that, you know, there's, what, what did they say? There's only, like, really 11 different stories out there. But I want mine to be in a unique fashion to where it's still leading to different types of conversations that people can have and just bring up and just share and, and whatnot. So. That was so much deeper than mine. Well, <laughs> no, they're both great. And I'm so excited to continue to see y'all like thrive and flourish. It's so fun like Aww. that we haven't seen each other in so long. And then we just get to catch up and like see where we all are like years later. Yeah. Oh, I love this. Yeah, well, next time you're here, yeah. you can talk about your screen right. Yeah. and we can talk about the movie for sure we yeah. can divulge we can yeah. do a little analytical <laughs> moment like director's cut heard it first on Rachel <laughs> oh well thank y'all for listening to Rachel Profiling I will see you next week with another episode bye adios <laughs>